Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is season three, and it's called The Course. Episode four, guilt, truth, holy instant, and forgiveness. Our world has seen great unrest over this past year. We have been faced with pestilence, civil unrest, fear, and loathing. Some may say it sounds rather biblical. <laughs> I think it is about change and the necessary growth and purging we need to get there. I am in no way referring to death as that purging. I am referring to people's ability to take a good look at themselves and acknowledge there is a problem. Acknowledge that what we've been doing and living is not working anymore. Human lives are being replaced by money and things. Earlier this year, before all of this started, I was struggling with a personal problem. I sat in the holy instant for many hours until I heard these words. If you want it to be, then get out of the way. <laughs> I was wondering why things were going a certain way and what my role in it was. The universe has a plan, likely one I agreed to or even put into place. Unfortunately, we do not bring that knowledge with us. But one thing was abundantly clear to me in that message. I needed to just let it happen and stop getting in the way. The first topic is called guilt. When I was 21 years old, it was suggested to me to read a book called Your Erroneous Zones by Dr. Wayne W. Dyer. The takeaway I got from reading this book was that there were two useless emotions that human beings focused on. The first was guilt and the other was worried. Guilt being associated with our past experience and traumas and worry with future experiences and possible traumas. Guilt resides in the past as it has already happened and worry in the future. Again, little control as we cannot guarantee any outcome or goal. The world is a picture of the crucifixion of God's son, quote unquote. We've been told that we crucified and killed the son of God. If that is not the pinnacle of guilt, I cannot think of another sin so full of guilt as this one. According to religion, we are all sinners because we were guilty of this crime against the son of God. He came to this world to share the message of our father's love to show us all that we were eternal beings, hence the resurrection. In return, we closed our hearts and our minds and condemned him to death. The truth? We could never condemn the Son of God to anything, let alone death. The fact we might consider death a condemnation only solidifies our ego-based perception of this life. How lofty and arrogant is it to think that we could get rid of something God created? How totally confused must we be to think that death is an ending? Who decided that? Christ confirmed it was not. Christianity celebrates the resurrection and eternal life of Jesus Christ every spring. Yet we still, still feel guilty for his presumed death. Guilt is only of this world. It was born and created in our egos. Guilt is a choice. It is used to control and to manipulate others. It is used to convince people to do things they may not have 
willingly agreed to do. Its power is limited, limited only by our choice to accept it. We attack others' views and opinions because of guilt. We try and control others' views and opinions with guilt. Learning to let go of guilt and never letting it make a decision for you is a huge accomplishment. We can choose to let others make guilt their guilt their sword and cut us down or deflect it by making love our shield. I adore my family, but like many families, guilt is used to get others to comply or agree with another's agenda or goal. I know I irritate some of them when I call them out in a kind way on their guilt traps and remind them that anything anyone chooses to do has to be their own choice. I tell them that if they are hoping to get me to comply using guilt, they will be unsuccessful. I will choose to be a part of anything I want to be a part of and will decline if it's not something I'm comfortable with. I'm a pretty agreeable person, but like anyone else, I have to feel comfortable doing stuff. That is my choice and my power. This life is a journey. And it's a single or singular journey. What you do or do not do is ultimately up to you. It must feel right and in line with who you are and what you feel is your purpose. Others should not or will not decide that for you if you stand up and make choices best for you. Guilt has no power unless you give into it. The next topic is truth. Truth is a difficult thing to find in this world. The biggest reason is because it does not reside here. Quote, truth has no meaning in illusion, end quote. When we try to find truth in a world of illusion, we are only trying to make the illusions real. The truth of who we are and why we are here is a universal design that was set in place long before we got here. (laughs) Yeah, that would suggest that a predetermined destiny exists. Then add the part of free will, which is the ability to choose our path in this world. That might be what this is all about. What if we decided, before we got here, what our purpose was to be and what lessons we came here to learn? But come here with no memory of what any of that is. The challenge then would be to figure it out while we're here. The word truth like the word love, has different meanings to different people. We have heard expressions like, quote, let them speak their truth, end quote, and, quote, the truth shall set you free, end quote. First, the book states that truth is knowledge and that we lack that in this world. That everything we teach ourselves is as far from truth as we could go. The ego's teachings are only of this world and created to move us further away from knowledge and what is true for everyone. I believe there is no other time in our lives that truth has been proven to be obscured and easily manipulated as it is now. When we always remember that we know nothing and are willing to learn everything, then we will learn it. Our motivation for learning is destroyed when we think we already know and therefore will not learn truth. When you pass the test of peace, 
for peace and understanding go together and are never found alone, then truth is at your doorstep. Truth is a universal word, which means it must be the same for everyone. If truth has many meanings, then that is the proof it is not what truth is. There is a test to recognize if what you know or learned is true. If you have no fear of any kind, 100% free of it, which would mean that you are at total peace, and if everyone you meet shares in that peace with you, then you have learned what truth is to God. Truth is not of this world, and the closest we can come to it is to have nothing and no one affect our peace of mind. The next topic is the holy instant. The holy instant does not stand in time. I cannot think of a better time in our lives to be able to learn and live in the holy instant. I am currently working from home and will likely continue into the next year doing this. For any of you in the same predicament, or for those who are retired, which by the way, it kind of feels like being retired, as I have no idea what most of the day, what what day it is most of the time. <laughs> what a great atmosphere for the holy instant. The holy instant is a training of your mind to live in the now. Living in this moment with no thoughts moving to the past or the future. It is thinking only about what is happening today or better at this hour. Time has become our ruler and our stressor. The holy instant is a new use of time. It is taking the stress of time and changing it to living in the moment. Fear is not in the present moment, but only in the past and future, which do not exist right now. Each instant is an untarnished and clean moment free of fear, free of the past, and of the future. This moment is free of guilt, beautiful and nothing but happiness. Immortality and joy are in the now. If you have no thoughts in your mind except what you are experiencing right now, then that is the closest you can get to heaven here on earth. Peace, joy, love, happiness, and freedom of its truest form lies in this moment and this moment only. So how long is an instant? As long as you make it and in doing so and sharing it with others enslaved by time you will help make time a friend for you and for them. How long is an instant? It is as long as it takes to restore sanity, peace, and love for yourself. As long as it takes to know you are immortal, that you can change, sorry, that you can exchange hell for heaven in an instant. That it is only in this moment that peace resides. I'm fortunate because I live most of my days in this moment, in the holy instant. It took me some time to get here, but now I instantly know when my mind is shifting to thoughts that are not in this moment and quickly bring myself back. I appreciate so much more now. I see, hear, and smell so much more now. This moment right now is the best ever, and imagine the best ever being every moment. The next topic and the last topic in this um, 
episode is forgiveness. I had a friend comment in one of my book clubs to me that this book, Course in Miracles, is all about forgiveness. I would extend that one step farther than this book and say that life is all about forgiveness. Forgiveness is at the core of every relationship we have, including the one we have with God. Imagine a world where we forgave everyone for everything they have done to us. What emotional or mental burdens would you carry? None. Your mind would be free, free to enjoy this moment and the miracles happening around you. Imagine only carrying around the good memories and good thoughts of the past, forgetting and letting go of everything else. Bodies and our attachment to them are central to forgiveness. We have difficulty forgiving because of our judgment of others. When we believe someone has hurt us or done a wrong to us, then we feel contempt, anger, and loathing for them. None of these emotions bring us love, peace, and joy. We want them to be punished or held accountable for these wrongdoings. Who's supposed to do that? You? Or do you think that never talking to them or cutting them out of your life is the punishment that you can give them? I am certainly not talking about people who have been victims of crimes, although forgiveness is important to healing those wounds. That is about letting go for your own peace of mind and happiness. But at the core, it really is all the same. Forgiveness is focused around a body identification of our existence in this world. If we identify as bodies with no acceptance or understanding of the bigger picture of our existence, then forgiveness is a difficult task. We are grounded in this world. How do you forgive and let it all go? We stop looking at people as bodies. We stop identifying everyone with this life and this existence. Our relationships and connections with others are based on lessons and teachings we came here to learn. Ask yourself, what am I trying to learn? When you remove the attachment to the bodies of the people you cannot or will not forgive, recognizing that they are eternal spirits here to learn lessons just as you are, place them in the light of understanding and acceptance. You do not have to agree with or accept their behaviors or mistreatment of others. The only thing you need to do is not judge it and do not let it affect you or your choices or treatment of them or others. When my son was seven, he got really upset one evening over my decision to take something away from him, likely a train. He was not doing what he was asked to do and to help him focus on that, I temporarily removed this toy from him. He got incredibly angry and told me that I was the source of that anger. And I told him that I was not making him angry. And I said, and I quote, that I cannot make you feel anything. You choose those feelings. He did not accept this. 
Then a few weeks later, I was dealing with two fighting teenage daughters. I found myself very frustrated and getting angry. I spoke out loud in front of my son, who was playing with his trains at this time, and I said, those girls are making me so angry. And my son immediately commented by saying, no, mom, they can't make you angry. You choose those feelings. <laughs> yeah, it came right back at me. I still stand by those words today. If we identify as bodies, then we can get caught up in emotions and convince our minds that we are these bodies. We will let in hurt, insecurities, special relationships, fear, anger, guilt, and worry. All these emotions have body identification. The course refers to it as special relationships. Those relationships we are attached to and put conditions on, whether we are conscious of those conditions or not. God says that love is universal and is given to all, no exceptions. When we have exceptions, then we are not fully understanding love and we clearly identify as bodies. When we can forgive everyone and everything for their influence in our lives here in this world, then we find peace and understanding and love. It sounds easier than it is. The lesson here is the body identification. If we continue to see ourselves as bodies, just bodies, born, living, and dying, then we get caught up in the meaninglessness and the superficialness of our existence. We are bigger and better than this avatar, this body, this form that we have taken on in this life. We are spirits with an equal existence and shared oneness. Until we understand this and accept it as our truth, then life will lack meaning. It will be filled with useless and debilitating emotions. It will bring much pain, guilt, regret, and worry. The worst part, or the best part, depending on your perspective, is we can change it all right now in this very moment. We can choose not to see our lives through bodies, to let go of the past and stop planning a future that'll be whatever it is supposed to be. Choose today. Choose this moment in time to be the only moment that matters. Choose who you really are and choose to accept all our brothers and sisters as our equals and as part of our journey, no matter what roles they take on. We can only control our choices, and it is through those choices that we share with others, so others can learn a different perspective and hopefully join us in our shared oneness. Thank you for listening. In two weeks, I will upload episode five, which is the past, the dream, peace, and holiness. Now, it's Father's Day in Canada, United States, and the United Kingdom. So I'd like to say a happy Father's Day to everyone who's listening and also to my own dad. I hope he has a wonderful day and I want to tell him how much I love him. I love you, dad. See you soon. So remember, this is our journey. Let us keep finding our way. Have a beautiful week, sending everyone positive healing energy. Always love, Denise.